Welcome to Inside Surgery, a podcast from the European Association for Endoscopic Surgery. Join the Medtronic team at EAS Congress 2024 in Maastricht, where we will take the spotlight at the exclusive provider of surgical solutions across open laparoscopic and robotics. Discover the pinnacle of our surgical ecosystem and how we are setting new standards in surgical innovations for you and your patients. Welcome to Inside Surgery. We have a really special episode today with Kathleen Kopescu from Romania, who is the host for the upcoming symposium or winter meet for the EAES. So welcome, Kathleen. I know you've just come straight from the ITU. So we really appreciate your time in talking to us today. I'm happy and grateful for this opportunity to discuss an event that is organized for the first time in Eastern Europe. It's a so-called winter meeting that is traditionally a meeting of the surgeons deeply interested in high technology organized traditionally by the European Association of Endoscopic Surgery. And since last year, this event, winter meeting, was reorganized, I might say upgraded to a symposium was opened to more attendees more participants interested in technology interested or passionate by technology or those who would like to know more about medical technology and the usage in surgery especially. I am very excited about this event that is organized in Bucharest. If anyone listening, for people considering the journey or for a late sign-up for this event, why should people come out to Bucharest? Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the architecture, learning a little bit more about the culture and the history. And I've heard it's known as Little Paris because of some of the boulevards and the beauty. So come on, sell it to us. Why, why should people come to Bucharest? That's fantastic that you already knew and you are expecting to see a little Paris here in Eastern Europe. This is related to the history of our country and our capital, especially Bucharest, was the most developed city in Eastern Europe. And I'm proud to say this because this was the reality 100 years ago. The quality of the restaurants, the parks, the, the streets, the atmosphere was pretty much like in Paris. We loved to be like this. That's why Little Paris is another name of Bucharest and is waiting for all the participants. There are opportunities planned as surprises for the Symposium of Innovation in Surgery. And because you asked, I have to mention that we have a fantastic tour planned in the National Bank of Romania there will be a unique opportunity to dive into the thesaurus of the National Bank, touching gold there and understanding more about what was one of the first national banks in the world. There will be a fantastic opportunity. Also, we plan a visit in one of the most famous museums that is located in Bucharest. And the collection is hosting more than 300 cars. The unique worldwide collection of phantom cars, a complete one that you might see from the very one model to the latest one, and many, many other surprises. 
because we think that the evolution of involving technology in car industry is pretty much to be considered similar with what was the introduction of technology in surgery. And with this parallel, we might look back what was the car industry 100 plus years ago, 130. The oldest model there is 1896. And what was the surgery at that time? What is now the surgery after the involvement of the technology of the last decades? So the gastronomy here in Romania is something special. The atmosphere is something special. The scientific program is outstanding. There are plenty of reasons to come to Bucharest. And I am so excited to welcome you here in Bucharest. Well, I don't think anyone could have done a better job there of summarizing the passion you feel for the city. I, for one, am definitely looking forward to seeing the car museum. There was me thinking it was all going to be Trabants and uniform cars from the 50s, 60s, 70s, but it sounds like you've got a rich history there. And certainly the gastronomy and the bank vault sounds absolutely superb. I'm happy and honoured to be appointed to be the chair of this symposium. And I would like to be referring to this symposium as one of the best events in this series of technology-related, artificial intelligence related to surgery. Surgery is not anymore what it used to be. And when I am saying this, it's not that I am reporting to what happened in open surgery 50 years ago, 100 years ago. But I am now comparing with what happened 10 years ago. Minimal invasive surgery is not something uncommon. Laparoscopic surgery is used for the patient's benefits for more than three decades. But over the last 10 years, the impact of digital technologies, the communication, the robotic platforms are getting more deep in our lives and, of course, in surgery. And this should be not only discussed, but it should be sustained and extended as the access for the patients will be more and more open to their needs. And when I'm saying this, I'm referring not only to the numbers of hospitals who will be able to offer such technologies, uh, robotic, artificial intelligence, but I'm also thinking about our colleagues, physicians, surgeons, who might be informed about the proper usage of these technologies, how they will be better utilizing their procedures with these new technologies. And this is the meeting in Bucharest about well, that's a fantastic introduction to what seems to be a packed program in Bucharest. And as I certainly look forward to coming and attending some of those sessions and hearing those scenes. But we haven't talked about you. So let's start with a little bit of your own background, your own surgical specialism, and perhaps 
a little bit of an overview of the surgical environment in Bucharest. If you could give us a quick synopsis of some of your career, I suppose. Well, I will try to be brief in this respect. I will not talk that much about me. I am involved in minimal invasive surgery for more than three decades, and I'm so happy that I was contemporary with the evolution of this revolution in surgery introducing the new technologies, the video-assisted surgery, the use of new energy devices, everything that is now bringing a lot of benefits to our patients. Looking back over these decades, I witnessed a lot of changes and sometimes I felt the pain of a difficult change of the attitude sometimes or the limited access of our patients to new technologies that were launched and they could not be offered in different hospitals. And I was not only pioneering in this area some of the techniques, but I was involved also in organizing training activities trying to share as much as we can share, like an open book, from what we know, from what we experience to our colleagues on the benefit of our patients. With this has been said, I love to mention Surgical Training Institute, which is also involved in the Symposium of Innovation in Surgery, organized in February 2024, because in Surgical Training Institute, there will be organized hands-on training courses that will offer to our colleagues possibility to do things, not only to learn about, to watch videos, but to do things. And we know very well that education can be based on what we hear and probably we will forget what we heard on what we've seen and maybe we will remember the scene we've seen and we will apply that information in the future. But if we do things, we will understand what is behind that process. And it's the same with surgeons. If you got the opportunity to do different operations, to handle the equipment, to use in the platforms that are dedicated for surgery in an experimentary lab and having on your side one, at least one expert in the field, you will understand and you will apply that technology when you will be back in your hospital. As in aviation, there are simulators and you will not be a passenger in an airplane having a pilot that is for the first time touching a new device in the cockpit. There were many, many hours of working in the simulator for those people. It's the same normally to be in the surgical field. And this is not easy to be organized as the speed of technology it's very high. We need not only to be familiar with a technology, but also to keep up with the evolution of that very technology because new updates are 
challenging us. And of course, we need to understand how this technology is uh, working and then to apply them to our patients. It's that famous kind of, I think it's a, a Franklin quote you said there about tell me and I forget, teach me, I remember, involve me and I will learn. You know, let me do, let me get hands on. What, what an opportunity for young surgeons to not only learn mastery from people who've been doing it a long time, but also to have that experience of animal tissue. And of course, that's a very high fidelity training. And if you can then do that with the latest technologies, such as the ICG Green and some of the latest optics, and I know you've got robotic platforms there as well, that really does sound like a first rate training program. So how many people are you expecting on the course? How many people have you got capacity to actually train in this way? What kind of numbers are we talking? Uh, for training activities, there are limited numbers because the lab got nine setups of nine ORs inside of the training center. So we can admit the maximum 27 participants per program because there will be teams, surgical teams of three members. But this is only for the uh, training activities that are before and after the main scientific program of the symposium, which is uh, expecting more than 300 uh, participants, all of them highly interested in the new technologies, especially robotic surgery. And uh, the sessions that are offered, there will be not only theoretical discussions, conferences, lectures, and answering to the questions, but also something that it's uh, highly attractive for the surgeons, uh, and this is live surgery. And uh, as we touch the topic of robotic surgery, there will be the opportunity of watching two robotic surgeries with two different platforms. Is it the Medtronic Hugo? Is it the Da Vinci? Which platform will you be using? There will be DaVinci platform to be used. There will be a live transmission from Germany. And there will be Honotori platform. There will be live transmission from Japan. This is amazing that we can be in Bucharest watching from such a long distance. But more of this, robotic surgery performed with two high-end platforms out of the many we have. And the surgery that is performed, it's not a simple one. We are discussing about esophagectomy. So two experts and their teams are going to offer us the opportunity to see real-life esophagectomy with robotic platforms, uh, Da Vinci and Honotori. And then, of course, there will be discussions during uh, questions to the surgeons that are performing, discussions with the audience. And this, I think, is the juicy part of such sessions because obviously there will be real life. There will not be a live surgery with the emotions that the surgical team will have. But this will offer time enough to dissect the steps of the surgery into smaller steps and understand what's the strategy, what's the benefit of this technology. It's very interesting to just return back to what you said at the start, which was 
how fortunate you feel to have been a surgeon in this period where it's moved from open surgery to laparoscopic surgery. And now we're seeing this paradigm shift towards robotic surgery. And you mentioned two different platforms there, the Hinatori platform from Japan, the Da Vinci in Germany. But you also mentioned that you have a wide range of platforms in Eastern Europe and in, in Bucharest. Would you mind just talking a little bit about access to those platforms? So for the young surgeons now coming up in Eastern Europe, wanting to get their hands and practice on these very exciting new platforms, which can potentially produce excellent repeatable results on perhaps benign and procedural operations. But what you're talking about is doing quite complex surgery using the robot and using it on multiple different platforms. So I guess my question is twofold, really. First of all, how do young surgeons in your region access the training and are they getting the training they need? And where do you see the future being? Do you see it being a competition between lots of different platforms? And if so, how do we provide a training which gives people the skills across a range of different platforms? As you said at the symposium, so there's going to be these two similar operation on two different platforms. If we've got five different robotic platforms in the market or 10 platforms in the market or whatever, how do you ensure consistency of training for younger surgeons coming through in your region? Well, that's a, a very important topic. And the access to modern surgery, naming here robotic surgery, is limited worldwide, unfortunately. So that's why being more offers, more platforms, uh, we expect that we will reach more of the needs of our patients. There is no doubt that uh, robotic surgery is an upgrade of laparoscopic surgery. Laparoscopic surgery is also robotic access because we know very well it's looking inside the abdominal wall. Now the endoscopic surgery is getting in any area of our body, it's getting in the chest, it's getting in the neck, it's getting into joints and so on. And the upgrade is using sophisticated uh, platforms, computers, video assisted, high quality to get more deep access into areas where laparoscopic surgery was not able to utilize the best of the technique. And there are areas deep in the pelvis, in the mediastinum, uh, posterior mediastinum, we've discussed about the esophagectomy. There are uh, pathologies that are very difficult to be treated surgically with classic laparoscopy. And then this upgrade uh, came with more accuracy, increasing the possibility of the surgical team to perform the minimally invasive procedure. And the classical example here I will not insist on is the robotic prostatectomy. And this was uh, very rapidly extended to the urologist and uh, somehow this surgical specialty was in front of the others in using robotic platforms and we as general surgeons were a little bit behind but it is not anymore as the abdominal wall surgery is now number one in the US in using robotic surgery. To summarize, you're saying that there's an upgrade in terms of being able to access difficult regions like low pelvis and everything which traditionally would be very hard to mobilize. But now 
those robots are moving from those hard to reach areas and you're also seeing benefits in more easy to access areas such as the abdominal wall and so on. Have I summarized that fairly? Exactly, exactly. That's the point. Coming back to your question, yes, in Eastern Europe, probably the limitation, the limited access to robotic surgery is more evident than in Western Europe. One of the pillars of developing the modern surgery with the use of robotic platforms is the education. Yes, is the investment that I am witnessing significant investments uh, of the hospitals, of the Ministry of Health, of all the institutions in Europe, and this is including Eastern Europe, over the last years. But what is missing is the training. And yeah. here is what we will be involved. The European Association of Endoscopic Surgery. And I should add here the Romanian Association of Endoscopic Surgery, which is hosting the symposium this year. And the educational programs, the hands-on training courses, will support a proper development of the uh, usage of robotic technology in Europe and not only. European Association of Endoscopic Surgeries is developing now a curricula of education in minimal invasive surgery and one of the main modules is dedicated to robotic surgery. And this is exactly answering to your question that we are witnessing a limitation of the access of our patients and we need to do certain steps to involve all the stakeholders, the professional associations in trying to open in a democratic way the access of our patients to the new technologies. So I'd just like to formally thank you Thank you for your time. Thank you for your explanation of the program which you've set up. And I look forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks' time, Catalin. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on Inside Surgery. Thanks for joining Inside Surgery. Please visit our website at eaes.eu for a wealth of resources, information, events, and research to support surgeons.